I'm Kendra Rogers, and this is Paper Napkin. I am so glad you're here. The world felt distant and connection felt hard. So I reached out to the most interesting people I know for a conversation about how we can build stronger connections and more meaningful relationships. Grab a pen, a piece of paper, or a paper napkin and get ready to connect. Cheryl Sutherland is the founder of Please Notes, a for-purpose company of affirmation-filled products, and on top of that, spends her time creating clarity as a transformational speaker and business strategist and spurring growth through her empowering and impactful social media presence. Cheryl manifests magic in ways that go way beyond the woo-woo. To me, she embodies self-acceptance and love and brings that into the connections that she makes with others as well. I am so over the moon to welcome Cheryl on the podcast for a conversation about how we meaningfully connect. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. How am I going to live up to my own bio? Like, I know that that's me, but at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. How do you? I mean, honestly, if that was my bio, I would just be chuffed. You do so much and you're so impressive. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be here with you and have this delicious conversation. Like, I know it's going to be great because obviously it's Kendra. However, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) You're amazing, Cheryl. I, the very first question, and you know, we touched on it a little bit there in the intro, but it's just, what do you do and why? So basically, as you talked about, I have my amazing line of affirmation-filled goods, and I also do consulting um, for brands as well. However, overall, I'm all about helping you become your favorite version of you. And I feel like everybody's got a different definition of what that is. And then also, everybody's got a different definition of success. So how do we help you step into that. And it really comes down to utilizing personal growth tools and really getting into what is it that I love? Like, what is it that makes me happy? How do I like to love people? How do I want to move through this world? What do I want to leave behind and really start living that life? I feel like there's just so much opportunity around for people once they realize what they are in fact capable of, and they can in fact have the things that they want. And It's honestly such a blessing to see that in other people, because that's how we're going to change the world. It's just one person at a time stepping into their greatness and doing good things. I love that because I think your why is so much connected to that inner connection and the connection with yourself first that then leads to a greater connection with others. And I see that especially through the Please Notes journals and all of the other elements of the Please Notes brand that you've created. It's so much about being in tune with yourself. And that also helps lead to such better connection outside of yourself as well. And I actually, when I decided to create this podcast, I didn't even think about self-connection at all, but I asked you to be on it. So I obviously had some level of inkling that this conversation was going to take place. But I guess the first question is just how you connect. How do I connect? I feel like I connect authentically and I connect from a space of service. Like, how can I help you? How can I love you? How can I give to you? What do you need? And I feel like the most important connections that we all have is with ourselves and making sure that we're bringing that same 
love and energy and standards and worthiness to the way that we treat ourselves. And of course, the way that we treat other people. I like to connect uh, to people that feel good. When I say that, I mean, they're fun people and that they are excited to live their lives and that they are open to things being different and things changing and, you know, listening to their intuition. So connecting with like-minded people makes it really, really fun. And one of my love languages is gifts, having surprises and getting those surprises in the people that you attract. is just so, so fun. I'm not surprised by that, given what you've created, which is such a gift, I think, for so many people. When it comes to, you touched a little bit on it, but I really think that actually your story behind Please Notes is really interesting. And I wondered if you could touch on it. I just watched the video of baby Cheryl (laughs) and I loved it. And not only because it's so interesting to see how you've developed as a speaker and as a person and as a business owner, but also just sort of the root of the story. It's nice to revisit. I'd love to hear it again. Essentially, I started off in Calgary, transitioned to LA, which was amazing. And I feel like, you know, I was just following the path that the universe laid out for me. And then I had worked for two different companies led by female entrepreneurs. And I had known that at that time, you know what, if I just get another job, that nothing's going to change. I need, this is, this is my time to step into this next version of myself. What is it that I want? I was also very cognizant of the fact that my self-esteem was not in a space that could really hold any new ideas. You know, sometimes you'll get the most amazing idea for like a, a business or invention. And then the first thing that happens is like all the reasons why you are not good enough or you are not capable of being able to bring it to fruition. I took the time to work on myself and I did a lot of work with affirmations, did a lot with journaling and delved so far deep back into my personal development work, which had ultimately been such a light and such a change in my life that really allowed me to see the whole world in a different way. And then when I was going through that process, I recognized like, how was it that I could so easily forget who I was, that I deserve the things that I wanted, that I was worthy of having the things that I want, that I'm capable, that I'm amazing and that I'm supported. I wanted to surround myself with affirmations so that I didn't forget. And that's when the first product came to fruition, which was the please note sticky notes. And then after that, I was like, okay, this is great, but I'm not here to sell stationery. I'm running around selling $5 pads of notes. It's, it's not my thing. So I decided that I wanted to create a journal and the journal was amazing because initially I was all like, yeah, I just need something so I can sell more sticky notes. <laughs> but then the journal, as I started putting pen to paper, it became so much more of that. And I was able to craft real worksheets, real techniques, real processes to help people through that same process that I went through in regards to figuring out like, what is it that I love? Who am I? What do I want to create? What have I not allowed myself to risk? And therefore allowing me to chart a journey that felt really good to me. So I was able to do the Kickstarter, which was the video that you saw in order to launch that journal. And it was definitely a success. My goal was $10,000 US. I ended up raising 15 and change and then ended up sending over 250 orders all over the world, which I was so grateful for and continued building the company from there. Now, I think the thing that I'm really excited about in regards to this business is that I've really allowed my intuition to tell me like what feels like the next natural step. And 
I've also allowed this business to ask me to grow as well. So what I've had the opportunity to grow into is doing more workshops and doing more speaking, which is definitely my zone of genius. And in following that, I've actually had the biggest and the most delicious success in my business. And I've been able to touch so many more lives as a result of it. Wow. I love that. I think there's, I mean, there's so many different elements to the conversation that I'd love to unpack. And I think from a business perspective alone, you are such an interesting case study. One of the things that you touched on that I'm curious about, we spend some time together in LA. LA is notoriously shallow perhaps, or at least that's the perception of it. And I know that you created some pretty incredible connections there and really had a community. And I guess I'm just curious about your experience in that and your experience essentially creating connection and growth and community in a place that was brand new in a country that was brand new and what that looked like. I would be lying if I definitely did not say that there was a couple of nights where I cried myself to sleep because of loneliness. I did have a couple of friends like scattered all over Southern California because I had worked for a personal development company. I knew a plethora of people from some of the personal development workshops and such that I had taken in Southern California. However, I think that it's kind of a testament to what are you looking for and what do you want, right? So for me, I was just there to do one thing and I was able to co-create and have a lot of really great connections. Both of the jobs that I had before I started my business required a lot of networking and that gave me the opportunity to have a really great authentic conversations and network with people and also meet really great people that also introduced me to other people. Since I was coming from the space of like, hey, yeah, I'm new and I just love to meet people, that people are very open. My experience of California, especially Southern California, LA County, all that is much different, I feel like, than some people's um, perception because who I was around and what I was looking for. And I also feel it's also a very clear reflection of uh, what you want. I just wanted to have fun and hang out with really good people and attract really good people. I attracted some of the most amazing people. Now, one thing that I also will say is I had the privilege to be able to afford to A, move down there and B, have a little bit of savings and be able to invest in my own personal growth through different organizations that did allow me to create authentic connections and cultivate those as well so that they really work for me. There's so many of those people that I still talk to even like today. I think that's the biggest thing. But the thing that I loved about California is you're filled with creatives, people really going after the things that they want or the things that they're interested in. They're not afraid to have three jobs and be an actor or do graphic design and Uber driving. It's so much different than my experience living in Canada because people are really open to things looking different and you pivoting and just, you know, connecting with who you are on the inside versus like what you're attached to or what you're doing. You mentioned the authentic connection and the authentic relationships that you built. And you also use the term networking. And I don't know that people always associate networking and authenticity. And I'm curious this isn't intended to be a networking podcast because I think connection is more authentic than quote unquote networking, but I'd love to hear your perspective of that on how networking led to more authentic relationships. 
I just love people and I love learning about people. That level of authenticity, again, comes through. I've met amazing people that are in the movie industry. I've met amazing people that are in clothing and really operating in their zones of genius and working with passion. Not knowing anyone, being able to have conversations with people and be like, yeah, this is what I do for this company. However, being able to say, hey, you're cool and I'm new to this country. Do you want to be friends? They think coming from that space and people being like, yeah, that's awesome. Hey, I'm doing this event or, hey, we're having a party here. Come up and hang out and do things. I think that one of the things that they've also noticed about me is that I'm also in the space of working with passion. I think my last point is like when they see what am I, what am I doing? I'm, I'm looking to inspire people. I, I want people to feel better. I want people to feel all of themselves and whole. And I think that a lot of people can glean to that and support that without very much resistance at all. Mm-hmm. We create these connections and you've created the connections that you have around the world. How do you stay connected? I feel like I'm horrible at that in regards to like legit, I'm an extrovert and especially during Rona, like I feel like I'm a hermit. Apparently according to human design, I'm a role model slash hermit. So I don't even know how that plays out. However, I feel like I've gotten to the space in my life where the people that I love know that I love them or the people that I'm friends with know that I'm friends with them without having to talk to them every single day. I do have a pretty great I guess, platform on Instagram. People can see me on a day-to-day basis there. And I am putting in more of an effort to like call my friends or call my mom like once a week and be like, hey, how are you? What are you up to? What are you doing? However, I think that it, it speaks to the quality of the relationship when you can see each other after years and just pick up like nothing happened. It's so interesting because I think for a lot of people, connection seems challenging, but also it feels like for some of the people who find connecting easy, the, the sustained connectors, they don't feel like they're doing a good job, even though they probably are. You know, I think everyone has this feeling of, oh, well, I should text back sooner. or I should check in more. And actually even the thought of that, I think is probably indication that you are being thoughtful enough that there doesn't need to be maybe guilt associated with not connecting enough. Like you say, if, if it's a true connection, you may feel like when you pick it back up again, it's right where it left off. It doesn't need that constancy. I also feel even in regards to some of the things that I'll do is like, if somebody is texting me X, Y, and Z, then I'll just send them a voice note. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I miss your laugh. And I'm like, oh God, like that's, <laughs> that just, that little bit I mean it's just like having like a delicious like bite of cake versus having like a Costco sized piece of pumpkin pie I also understand that like I'm not that important where I need to monopolize this much time in their lives or like that they don't need me to make them feel good or they don't need me to be that thing in their life like we're good and I love you and that's that's it (laughs) I love that we're good and I love you it's Perfect. Do you think, and we've touched on this a little bit, but this idea of the virtual and digital world, do you feel that it's adding value to your connections? What does that look like for you? I love that you brought this up because maybe about the beginning of December, I was having a really, really difficult time with COVID. Again, I'm a super extrovert. (laughs) 
I love people. I love talking to people. I feel, especially with Zoom, if I'm doing workshops and stuff like that, it's very one-sided. So I don't get back the energy that I need. Even with doing regular Zoom video calls, it's just, it's not as delicious. One of the things that really came into my life at the absolute perfect time was this new app called Clubhouse. Now, Clubhouse has been a godsend for me because I've been able to have like actual conversations with people that I don't know that love the things that I love. And I've had the opportunity to learn some really cool things to like spread the knowledge that I have and then connect with people in a really great authentic way that I would have never been able to connect with. There's been a bunch of people that I've connected with one guy he used to be Shaq's manager they're one of the top 10 DJs in the world follows me now on on Clubhouse and we had a really great conversation about pivoting in the music industry just being able to exchange energy with people that are on that same wavelength have, has been so so good Clubhouse isn't is sort of a app on my phone that I haven't quite gotten the nerve up yet to use, but you might've just inspired me to give it a try. Honestly, it's been so good. Some of the people that I've introduced to Clubhouse, they've just flourished on there. Shout out to Clubhouse for making sure that I don't go completely stir crazy because there's only so much of the great Canadian baking show that I can watch. Like, let's be honest. Five years time, what do you think connection will look like? That is a great question because people will not be able to still see each other. I don't think the way that we used to. In five years time, connection looks more, I feel like it'll look more like VR where we're having these conversations, but being able to pretend to physically be together because this lack of people, like being around people is just so, not sad, but it's so draining. However, I think a lot of people are going to be reaching out and connecting with people overseas now more often. I'm really grateful, honestly, for this time because there's been a lot of people I've connected with that are completely out of my geographic area. But then I also think people that did not have the opportunity to access a lot of things because of differing level of ability. It could have been phobias, et cetera, et cetera. Now they have the ability to be a part of things in a way that they weren't before. I think that it's going to be really good and enriched for a lot of people. However, we're so good at innovating, especially right now. I'm sure that VR is going to be, again, a big thing. And that, yeah, a lot of the virtual conferences, a lot of virtual things still. It's interesting what you touched on around the inclusion piece in that the digital world allows for that in a different way. And I think what we're seeing more and more is that ability to connect with people who would not normally be at the forefront of the conversation. And I think that that piece of connection that all the social medias sort of offer, but I think I've been on TikTok, for example, a lot and just hearing different voices and realizing that those voices might never have been heard likely were it not for this technology has been so interesting. And I'm curious about Clubhouse because it feels like it's a two-way conversation there. And TikTok may be one-way conversation, but you speak of phobias and stuff. I think there are people sharing their experiences that probably 
wouldn't be the people that I would have connected with in a room at a networking event or something, for example. Agreed. Agreed. And then same thing with Clubhouse. There was this one room that I popped into because of course you have the opportunity to be on stage and have conversations and go back and forth, or you could not be on stage and be in the room and just listening. And there was um, this one group, it's called Jewish Tribe and Friends. And I'm like, let me just check this out because I've had a couple Jewish friends, but that's only been when I was in California and it gave me an opportunity to sit in and listen and learn about another culture and some of the things that they face. And even at the time I was listening, like two moderators were kind of going back and forth about the way that one person said something and then just understanding, oh, there's deeper levels of infighting and what this looks like, because I'm very well versed in, you know, what is going on in the black community and very much well versed for the majority of what's going on in the white community, because of course we've, that's kind of the the lens that we get the opportunity to live through, but being able to connect with people and just really listen and learn authentically has been so good. Speaking of TikTok, one of the people that I was able to find as a result of them sharing their TikTok to Instagram is whole indigenous communities that I had no connection to. And for me, I would love to learn more and to get into more of those nuances when it comes to indigenous communities, because they have been so overlooked and just, you know, not taking care of whatsoever. And of course, personally, like selfishly, I have people in my family that I love so, so greatly that identify as indigenous as well. All of these things really come together to really break down a lot of barriers against the ignorance that we were living through before. Yeah. And creating platforms for those stories to be shared, I think is such an important part of that. But the, I love what you said about connecting as well yourself with that or being a silent observer, but educating and understanding. And I think the last year has been that on so many levels for so many different people. And that is really, like you say, an exciting part of this connection in the digital world that we have. And the fact that, you know, you're in Canada and I'm here and we're able to have these conversations. When you think of that actually on a larger scale, you and I, you know, have sat beside each other on a couch in in Calgary, but we're (laughs) able to connect here virtually. And I just think the opportunities are sort of endless when it comes to the types of voices that you're able to have in the quote unquote room. So it's brilliant. Definitely. And I agree. And just like different nuances in culture, being able to sit in a room with people from Atlanta or from the UK and just like talk about dating and all that sort of stuff. There's just even even just the way that people treat each other is different depending on what region you're in. So there's so many opportunities for understanding and then for knowledge creation. And collaboration as well. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's brilliant. What is one piece of advice that you often pass on to others? I think it's the same piece of advice that I continually attempt to tell myself when I get too deep into things. And I'm like, sure, what the fuck? But essentially, it's all about like letting things be easy, let things be easy and still give people the value that you want to give them. It doesn't have to be complicated. Even I did my first seven week course and I love it. It's so good. And there's so much content because I was going through that. I was all like, no, I have to make sure I give them all the stuff. And like, but what about this? Like I have so much knowledge to give in regards to these things. And now my opportunity is to let things be easy on the next time around. How do I leverage more things or even repurpose content 
and start delegating things. You know, I don't have to be the one to do everything anymore. And that's okay. That's such a huge piece to the puzzle, I think, is this idea of letting things be easy, but also of what you just said around not making it all essentially all on your shoulders, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can lean on other people and have other people support you. And I think that there is sometimes a narrative that we tell ourselves that we need to do it all ourselves or that it's not real or it's not as valuable if it's not all hard won. And I love this idea of just making it making it easy, letting it be easy because actually easy is how it should be, right? If you're in the flow, it should be easy. Uh, Totally, right? And then think about it. It's like, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not going to lie. Okay, I know I worked at a mega one point, but like, oops. However, for me to go into and be like, well, let me do my accounting and like, well, let me do my taxes. Do you know how much fucking time I'm going to waste doing that? And then I'm probably going to do it wrong. And if you think about it, like how much time, um, like that time that you waste, whether it be an hour and a half, you know, five hours, whatever, if normally your rate is like $150 an hour, look how much money you just threw down the drain. And then you're probably going to have to redo it anyway. I had this idea today. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a stop motion video and show people the insides of the journals. I'm like, this will be the thing. I'll figure out how to market this through video. Yeah. And then I was like Googling like how to do it with like my ring light. And I'm like, Cheryl, just pay somebody. Yeah. (laughs) But that I would take it that step further, which is that there's someone who loves it. That's out there, exactly. right? Exactly. So why would you not allow them to do something that they love so that it frees you to do up to do more things that you love? And it feels like there's no negative to that. Exactly. And Gay Hendricks talks about this all the time. I don't know if you've ever read The Big Leap. However, he speaks about moving from your zone of excellence to your zone of genius. My opportunity is because I'm so good at so many things and I'm really great at learning things quickly that I've been predisposed to just doing everything by myself. And even though it might be, oh yeah, that would be fun to do, or that'd be interesting. It's like, well, is that really making the best use of my time and talent? And oftentimes it's not. I like learning how to be okay with stepping away from things and delegating things and giving things up. And then also understanding that the funds to pay for that person and to fund these, you know, different endeavors, they're all going to come in because I've actually created the space for it to come in. Absolutely. Creating that space. Well, And it's interesting in that you mentioned this idea of not going for absolutely everything. And I totally relate to this idea of picking things up and wanting to be doing every single thing. But the focus that comes with that is also the focus that comes with, I guess, the trust in yourself, but the trust in the other person. Mm -hmm. And to bring it back to connection, I... (laughs) That piece, right, is that piece of actually, you know yourself very well, but connecting to another person and trusting them enough for you, you are a self-made woman, a self-made entrepreneur, you have done so much yourself, I imagine it would be hard to, despite the fact that you are a master connector, to really have that connection feel secure at any moment, given what you've done with your company. It's funny because I've worked with different people that I wanted to outsource stuff to before Mm -hmm. and I was never satisfied. The reason I was never satisfied because I was clearly not operating in a zone of abundance 
when I was getting these people or working with these people. So for example, oftentimes I'll choose into it and I feel like this is something I have to do, or this is something I should do. Like, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. So I have to give it to somebody else instead of coming from the space of, I would really love somebody who loves this sort of stuff as much as I do, that is really confident in their talents and excited to work with me. And therefore, when I started coming from that space of abundance versus scarcity, I was able to attract the, again, those people that are playing in their zones of genius that are like, oh my gosh, I love your stuff. I don't know how, but things happen. I actually had somebody that I connected with on Facebook, which I'm hardly ever on. And she does these gorgeous paperwork, like paper flowers, paper, everything. And I was, I had the idea for doing a stop motion thing. Things just fell into place because I want to figure out how to market myself without me having to do all the things all the time by myself. Can you tell me a story about an unexpected connection that you made? I've got two and they kind of overlap. So it's kind of fun. Hmm. When I was in Hollywood, I was trying to go ahead and film this Kickstarter video by myself. Cause you know me, I like to do things by myself and everything was not working. And I was like, fuck, this is horrible. I hope I can swear on this. Cause I just did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> However, I was like, oh, I, I really wanted to work. However, the night before I had just randomly been invited to a, a dinner by FreshBooks mm-hmm. and FreshBooks is this cloud accounting company that I was using. And they're like, yeah, Hey, we're here in LA. Would you want to come to dinner? And I was like, what? And then, so I went to this family dinner and I met so many cool people. And then I was telling them about what I do and what my project is. And at that dinner, I met two amazing people that one was a videographer and then one was a total content king in regard to everything. When it came to video, he did music videos all the time. He worked with really big celebrities, Ray, Ray, Ray. So the next day I go to film this video and nothing is working. And I'm like, okay, universe, I know I'm pushing it's not going to be today it's fine so I reached out to these two guys I was like yeah it did not work and they're like yeah don't worry and then both of them actually one guy actually shot everything for free and then the other guy he did the sound and the coloring and then got me somebody to yeah somebody to edit it if you see that kickstarter video it looks like I spent two thousand three thousand dollars for it I legit spent Actually, I'm not going to say it out loud because I get in trouble, but like a very, very, very small quantity on that video just to cover for the editing. And it was amazing. Look at all the ways that the universe comes together. And then actually another one. So one of the guys that supported me on that, he actually ended up pinging me into a clubhouse room the other day. And I actually invited him. I was like, come on in. Like, you're going to love this. Like, you're amazing. You'll love this app. And then he pings me into a room. And I went in there and it was like a no name room. So I was like, who are these people? And then I was like, why am I here? And he's all like, no, we're talking about pivoting in the music industry and da, 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 but I'm not in the music industry. He's like, come on stage. I'm like, I'm just going to sit in the audience for a bit. He's like, come on stage. So I ping my other guy, who's also like a DJ, who's amazing on stage. And then, so like, we're having conversations. It gets really good. It's just so fun to see like the most amazing people just fall into your lap and like, just come to you through authentic conversation. And so, I think that those are those are my two and I think that it's just so fun to see like how the universe decides to deliver me people and you know like give me new friends (laughs) love that I I, what a fun story as well so what can you help with what connections could you make what should people get in touch with you about if you are 
attempting to figure out what you want and you just haven't figured out how to figure that out. Do you know what I mean? So one of the things that I had the opportunity to learn and I'm still diving deeper into it is how to listen to your intuition. And when we were younger, we were told we knew all the time what we wanted, what we didn't want, or, you know, and made decisions from that space of clear knowingness. What is the best thing for me? And as we got older and other, as other people said, no, that's not going to happen or told us the things that we want were not correct. We kind of dampened that and kind of snuffed it out. If you're looking to either start a new career, switch to a new company, or even change the way you want your life, like you're changing your priorities, you're going to want to connect with me, whether it's you decide to purchase a journal, whether you decide to attend a workshop, I feel like giving people the tools that they need in order to make the really delicious decisions and feel confident in themselves. And I think most importantly, trust themselves again, that is where uh, you can come to me and we'll have some fun. And where can people find you? Well, I'm on the internet. So if you're on Clubhouse, if you're on Clubhouse, you can find me at, and then it's at sign and then Cheryl S. So like C-H-E-R-Y-L-S. And if you're on the Instagrammies, it's a please notes goods. You'll see my gorgeous face and awesome items in my timeline. And then if you want to inquire more about the workshops of working one-on-one together or coming to a class, then you're going to check out CherylSutherland.com. And that's it. Amazing. And the final question, Cheryl, in true paper napkin fashion, who should we connect with next and what makes them great? The first person that pops in my head is actually Robert, the person that I keep telling you about that connected me to this that I met in LA. He's so amazing. And then the next person that I do want you to connect to is Lisa Mae Brunson from Wonder Woman Tech. She actually created in the visionary of this organization, which is all about diversity and inclusion in STEAM. And they're doing so much work and really figuring out this pivot. Those two would be amazing. And what makes her amazing? I feel like what's made her amazing is she has this huge vision. Every year I see her grow deeper into it in regards to how can I help people who've had no real access to these communities. And there's been gatekeeping into getting into STEAM and growing into STEAM and letting them get in there and be seen and be known and be curious and be open and be vulnerable and grow and excel in these spaces in regards to Robert, because he is one of the most visionary people that I've ever had the opportunity to be with. He's so creative, but then he's also super playful and really loving and an amazing entrepreneur that I'm always, always so proud of. And also a little jealous of sometimes, but mostly very proud of, like he is someone that is a, a very high quality person that people would be very lucky to have in their lives. That sounds amazing. I can't wait for those connections. Thank you so much, Cheryl. And thank you. I am so proud of you. So, so proud and proud to know you. And this has been, to use your term, a very delicious conversation. Thank you. It has been very tasty. I feel like there's a little mommy in there, maybe like a little bit of like, 
pistachio and cardamom. I've been watching way too many baking shows. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, a milk pui. <laughs> too many. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for today's conversation. Thank you so much for listening and connecting with us. If you liked the podcast, please subscribe and review. We'll be back next week with another impactful connection. Until then, be kind.